It's the third chapter of John's Gospel. And I need hardly say the text. The verse 16. Someone has said, as the infant hand can grasp the acorn and so hold within its tiny palm the mighty oak, so the infant lips that repeat this verse are in fact repeating the cream and essence, the pith and marrow, and grasping the center and the circumference of the whole revelation that God has given of himself in the Word. Martin Luther, the great reformer, said, This verse is God's little Bible. For God, soul of the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is a great text, and it has ten principal words. And if you look at these words, you'll find that they form five great pairs. First of all, you have God linked with his son. And for a moment or two, I want to talk to you about God and his son. Then secondly, you have two great eyes. Which God did. He loved. And he gave. And for a few minutes this afternoon. I want to talk about God's love. And about God's gift. And those are themes my friend. That any preacher worth his salt. Could preach about. The love of God. And the gift of God. And then we have the objectives of God's love and God's gift. God so loved the world. That's general. But the world's a mighty big place. With a mighty lot of people in it. But find God the gospel doesn't deal in generalities. The, God, the gospel is characterized by the individualistic note. That whosoever. So I want to talk a little about the world. And I want to talk a little about the whosoever. And then we have two words that bring out the appropriation of Christ in his gift and in his love. Believe and have. And thank God the gospel holds out salvation by faith, but the gospel also holds out salvation in glorious assurance. Praise God you can know that you have everlasting life. This is something you can be dead on sure of. Believe and have. And then we have the two great extremes here, haven't we? We have everlasting life, and wrapped up in that is heaven and joy, and peace, and everything that heaven means. 
And then there's the word perish. And wrapped up in that word perish are the chains that bind the damned. The fires that burn in hell. The screams of the damned. And the groans of perishing souls. And the fire of hell torments. The two great extremes. Everlasting life and perish. So we're going to look at these five pairs of words very briefly. First of all, God and the Son. What a theme. Let me tell you something this afternoon. You've come into God's house. I want to tell you that God is interested in you. Man may not be interested in you. The little circle of your friends no doubt are interested. And if anything happened to you, they would shed their silent tears and carry a silent burden. But when years fled away, you would be almost forgotten except by one or two who really loved you and felt your life as no one else felt it. But I want to tell you, friend, that God has a real definite interest in you. That Jesus Christ said the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Of course, to the bald-headed in the meeting, wouldn't be hard to number some of your hairs. But anyway, he looks after the roots as well. So you needn't be too worried about it. But let me tell you this, my friend. God is interested in you. Let me say something else today. God is so interested in you that he was prepared to sacrifice his son for you. When God loved, he loved the world. When God gave, he gave his son. Oh, what a wonderful thing. God and the son working together in perfect harmony by the Spirit of God, the third person of the adorable Trinity, for your salvation. If you get nothing out of this meeting, get this, that God is interested in you. You say to me, preacher, if you knew my heart, if you knew the dark skeletons in my life's cupboard, if you knew the sins that have polluted me and the habits that have bound me and the filthy language of my lips, you would never say that. Friend, I would say it over and over and over again. God is interested in you today. With all your follies, with all your sins, with all your habits, with all your imperfections, with all your inconsistencies, and with all your antagonistic attitudes to him, God is interested in you today. But the Bible tells us that he loved. He demonstrated his love in the giving of his son. Get this this afternoon that God loves you. Poor old sinner, somewhere in this great crowd, God loves you. Man with no thought of God, and you've come into this service out of curiosity because of what you've heard about the preacher. Let me tell you, God loves you. You, my friend. You don't deserve his love. None of us deserve his love. We're come of a race of dirty black sinners, guilty, ill-deserving and undeserving. But praise God, he knows the worst about us and he loves us just the same. I don't know what galling stains are on your life. I don't know what secret sins are shut away, locked fast in your bosom. I don't know when that scorpion of conscience 
lashes you about some evil thing that you perpetrated. But this I know, man, woman, boy, and girl in this service, God loves you with an infinite, everlasting, unfathomable, and immeasurable love. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Vast, unmeasured, boundless, free, rolling like a mighty ocean in its fullness over me. Underneath me, all around me, is the current of thy love, leading onward, leading homeward, to the glorious bliss above. God loves you. Go down this road today. Remember this. God loves you. Go back into that place of shame that you frequent. God loves you. Go and practice that sin. God loves you still, friend. Weary-hearted sinner, heavy-laden sinner, habit-hardened sinner, conscience-seared sinner, God loves you today. And friend, go and climb up Calvary's hill and gaze upon the old rugged cross. Let's come outside the city wall for a moment. Let's stand under the shadow of the cross. I hear the sound of the hammer swung low. They are kneeling, my Lord, to the tree. And there upon the tree, with hands fastened with nails, and feet fastened with spikes, and on his head a crown of thorns and his precious body, stark naked but for the crimson covering of his own blood that flows from his veins. Jesus Christ is demonstrating that he loves you. Let me tell you this, friend, no greater love could a man have than lay down his life for his friends. But you're not the friend of God, but Jesus Christ laid down his life for his enemies. Hallelujah, what a Savior. My friend, he gave himself for you. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid in him. And by his stripes we are healed. Friend, I want to tell you I'm talking about a blessed reality. All over this meeting there are men and women sitting in this seat. And we can say, bless God, I know it's true. Preacher, preach it for it's true. There's a thrill in your heart. You were there when it happened. And praise God you ought to know. Oh, I want to say something to you today. You can taste the Lord Jesus. My, in this morning's meeting as our brother preached, three precious souls tasted and found the Savior. That's what this church has been built for, friend. We believe in the Reformers' doctrine, justification by faith alone. Away with the Pope, away with the priests. Away with the mass, away with the candles, away with the holy water and the candle grease. Jesus saves man. You're not saved by a priest, you're not saved by a parson, you're not saved by a prelate, you're not saved by a pastor, you're not saved by a preacher. Jesus saves you, friend. We haven't brought you to this church to convert you to free Presbyterianism. I wouldn't go across the road to ask you to become a free Presbyterian. You could do worse and you couldn't do any better. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something today. We've brought you here to present Jesus to you. Present Jesus to you. He gave. Ah, but my friend, this verse gets better, doesn't he? He loves the world. That reaches out, doesn't it? 
You know, the waves touch the shore. But that's not much good, you know. But thank God, the waves touch every pickle of sand in the shore. The world, that's a mighty big place. And I'm a little person in a great big world with its millions and billions of inhabitants. A world that's rolling in a orbit. A world that's filled with mystery. A world that's scarred and stained and soiled by sin. But Jesus Christ came for the whosoever. Praise God. You know, if that verse had read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that if he and Paisley believes in him, he should not perish but have everlasting life. It would bring no comfort to my soul. For I would say there are more Ian Paisleys in the world than me. So it could not possibly refer to me and to me alone. But praise God, it's better than your name. It's the whosoever, friend. It means you this afternoon. You say, preacher, does it mean me? Yes, friend, it means you. It means you. It's quite all right, friend. There's nothing wrong. There's no bombs in this building except in the pulpit. So you're happy. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It means you. You, my friend. Jesus is going round the gallery and he's pointing his finger. It's the finger of a nail-pierced hand at that young man, that young woman, that father, mother, that brother, sister, that young person, that member of these Ulster Protestant volunteers divisions. And he's saying, it means you. I love you. I want you. The man that God wants in Ulster, a man that knew Christ as Savior. The real loyalty, my friend, springs from loyalty to the Word of God because you've met the author of the book. And it's not enough to have an outward loyalty, although that's good and how I rejoice my heart. But let me tell you, friend, what we need today is the mighty power of the Spirit of God to bring the whosoever home to your heart and to point you out. Believe! What is it to believe? I used to be worried about that word believe. How could I be absolutely sure I believe? How could I be sure that I exercise the right type of faith? Then one day a great verse of scripture dawned on me. John 1 and verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You know what believe is? It's receiving. Anybody can receive. I have five children. They can all put out their hands to get the money out of daddy's pocket. Even the twins, they can put out their hands too. Yes, they would put out two hands because they have their father and mother's nature. I was going to say their mother's nature, but I heard say that. My friend, you can receive Christ. I'll tell you what's more. You can have him. I'm standing in this pulpit today and praise God I have Christ. You know, you need Christ in these days. Those two young men up the Shankill Road and that policeman didn't think there would be an eternity today. It's only the grace of God my wife and I are at this meeting today. We were going along Corporation Street yesterday. There was a sit-down of the woman folk at Fleet Street. The police put my car up Earl Street and into North Queen Street. And at the mouth of North Queen Street, there was a crowd of woman folk standing there, Romanists. And they started to shout, there's the pig Paisley. Thirty men converged in the car and attempted to break the windscreen with a great rock. And if that windscreen had been shattered, my wife probably would have been seriously injured. 
And it would have ended with a turning over the car and we would have been kicked probably to death. But I'm glad, friend, that no matter what happens to this old body, I've got Jesus in my heart. Fear not them that kill the body, but have no power over the soul. But I'll tell you who to fear. Fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. That's who you should fear. Believe and have. Praise God you can have it. Have everlasting life. That's good for today. That's good for tomorrow. That's good for all eternity. But friend, there are only two ways. A broad road to heaven. A narrow road to heaven. And a broad road to hell. The word perish is in this text. And in that word perish, there's the darkness of a Christ rejecter's death. There's the darkness of a Christ rejecter's eternity. There is a darkness and doom of eternal hellfire. Men today flee from the wrath to come. Turn to Christ. Embrace Him. And don't go out into the night of a Christless deathbed. Don't let it be a Christless corpse in a Christless coffin. Don't let it be a Christless coffin in a Christless grave. Don't let it be a Christless soul in a Christless hell. Friend, come to Christ today. He's here. He's here to save you. May you come for Jesus' sake. Let's all bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the Word of God and the good old gospel. We thank Thee that it's good for today and tomorrow and forever. And would You bless this Word to every man and woman's heart and bring every soul to Jesus Christ. Now as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and we're perfectly still and quiet before God. No one looking or no one speaking. I want to say that in this meeting this afternoon, there are three classes of people. First of all, there are those that are saved by the mighty grace of God. There's man and woman here, and as I've been preaching, they've been saying, Preacher, it's true. Preacher, it's real. Preacher, I believe it. Yes, you're saved. Thank God you're saved. And then put up the hands of prayer and get the altar of prayer, the horns of the altar of intercession between your fists and pray that God will save man and woman today. What Ulster needs is a mighty revival. It could start in this church this afternoon. May it start our God as we give the invitation. And then there are those here who are not seen. They've never said yes to Jesus Christ. There are men and women in this meeting who are lost. And if they died in that church pew, it would be a trap door to hell. Friend, face up to the message. Who's going to be a man enough, a woman enough, to say today, I'm going to trust Jesus Christ. I'm going to take Christ as my Savior and as my Lord. The Bible says, whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord. That means if you call, God will save you. He's able to save you. May God help you to come. And then there are those here who are backsliders. They once knew the warmth and the fire and the blessing of heaven. But they're away from God. Praise God they can come back to Him. Praise God they can trust Him afresh. Praise God they can be restored. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I'm speaking to everyone. Those out in the porch. Those out in the street. Those in the tent and those in the church whom I could see. I'm making a simple appeal. If there's a man or woman... 
a boy or girl in this church today, and you're prepared to confess your need of Jesus Christ, I want to remember you in the closing prayer. And I'm asking you to do a very simple thing. Right now, as her heads are bowed and her eyes are closed, would you raise your hand quietly above your head? And I'll acknowledge it. And then my friend will remember you in the closing prayer. Just do it now. God bless you, son, right up there in the gallery. Just take it down again. Keep your head bowed. Someone else, just let me see your hand now. I'm looking here at the gallery. Would you just lift your hand now? Let me see it. Yes, just lift it now and say, yes, preacher. Here's my hand. God bless you, sir. I see it. Take it down again. Sitting right there. Someone else, would you just lift your hand now and say, yes, preacher. Here's my hand. I'm going to come. I'm going to trust Christ. God bless you, son. I see it. Someone down here on the ground floor, let me see your hand. Yes, just do it now, friend. God has spoken to your heart. You need to come. Will you lift your hand now? Down on the ground floor, let me see it. That's right. Quickly, friend. Do it now. Don't be ashamed or afraid. Yes, stand up and be numbered for Jesus Christ. Is there someone else? Let me see it now, friend. Just lift your hand now and say, yes, preacher. Here's my hand. I'm going to count. I'm appealing to every part of the building. Let me see your hand now. Backslider or sinner. God bless you, sir. I see it. God bless you, son. Sitting in the aisle there. I see it. Take it down again. Someone else. Will you lift your hand now and let me see it? God bless you, dear woman. God bless you. I see it. Just take it down again. Someone else. Just lift your hand now and say, yes, preacher. Here's my hand. I mean business with God today. I'm going to come. Whosoever that calls in the name of the Lord shall be seen. Let me see your hand now, friend. Do it now. God bless you, son. I see it. Just take it down again. God bless you, lad. That's right. Start Christ in your youth. You'll never regret it. Let's sing the verse just as I am.